Um, for those of you do, who don't know Emma, she's been around Southwest London Vineyard for about two and a half years. Um, in a previous life, she was the director of prayer for HTV. No, uh, head, head. Head of prayer. <laughs> Pete was director. Okay. Um, it, she, she basically set up 24-7 prayer for HTV. And <laughs> That's a lie. Um, and she has also worked for um, some human rights organizations um, as a lawyer. And so human trafficking and freedom and all those, those sorts of things are very much on her heart. So she's going to share with us some of that this morning. We've got a few videos to watch. So why don't we pray? And then, um, Lord, we, just, we lift up Emma to you this morning. We pray that you will speak through her and um, that your words will flow through her and touch each and one of our hearts this morning. We pray we come and fill her up in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Mike. Um, so as Mike mentioned earlier when he introduced the service, this Sunday has been set aside by churches throughout the UK and around the world, really, to um, put the spotlight on the issue of human trafficking and modern slavery, and also look at how we as Christians can play a role in combating this issue and making a difference, difference to the lives of those who have been affected by it. This um, initiative was started by an organization called International Justice Mission, which works around the world to rescue those who have been um, uh, taken into bonded labor and also with traffickers, and also works with police forces and governments in fragile states to combat corruption and the weak structures of law and order, which um, create an environment in which modern slavery is made um, possible. IJM was started by a Christian guy, a lawyer called Gary Haugen, who um, worked for the US government and was part of their team of lawyers who were involved in investigating um, matters after the genocide in Rwanda. And as a result of his work there, he um, felt called to devote his life and his career to working to combat issues around injustice and um, poverty. And out of that came International Justice Mission. Um, it's estimated that around the world today, there are between 40 and 50 million people um, caught up in um, bonded labor and modern slavery. Um, and it can take on many, many forms. Um, a lot of the nail bars in London, the pop-up car washes, domestic servitude, clothes made in sweatshop conditions, child soldiers, enforced prostitution, forced criminality, and even forced organ donations. The poor and the marginalized are particularly vulnerable to this. And what, for me, makes um, the whole issue of um, human trafficking and bonded slavery so cruel is that there's often a big con. People are conned into thinking that um, they're going to achieve their dreams. They're being helped to get a better job, to be able to earn more money, to support their family back home. And the reality instead is that these victims are robbed of their future and are imprisoned in a living nightmare. Um, Gary Haugen often um, says that the poor don't have much in the way of money or possessions to steal, so it turns out that the most profitable thing to steal is the whole person, the whole person. Clearly, this is a global issue. 
governments around the world are working hard to combat modern slavery, um, and it's often um, linked to a number of other wider issues, such as serious organized crime and the work of terrorist groups, because um, it provides a source of funding. Big businesses in a number of countries now are required by governments through legislation to help play a role in reducing the possibility of trafficking and slavery impacting on supply chains and productivity. Clearly, this is a complex issue, and a number of factors create the environment in which it happens, in which it's made possible. These include, as I mentioned, failed states and corruption and the lack of functioning systems of law and order, also an absence of government-based social care, and a consequence of government policies, such as the one-child policy in China, which has led to a disproportionate number of men in China and an absence of women, which means there's a market to abduct and smuggle girls from neighboring countries and force them into marriages. And closer to home, our spending habits also feed into this situation. Um, I found out this week that generally the global fashion industry now operates an average of 52 micro-seasons per year. So every week there are new clothes, new styles coming out into the shops, um, which in turn encourages us to um, update our wardrobes on a more regular basis with cheap and fast fashion. If we look at the global fashion industry, one in six people um, worldwide are um, working in that industry. The majority of them are women, and the majority of those workers are earning less than $3 a day. As Christians, we are called by God to engage with these tricky issues, with the hurt, with the pain, with the things that are not right in the world in which we live. But hearing about these issues, I can often just turn in on myself. Um, you know, what on earth can I as an individual do to make a difference to this situation? Um, and how should my faith be helping me, you know, make a difference, both in how I engage with the problem, but also the choices I make about the clothes I buy, where I go for a manicure, where I get my car washed. Gary Haugen describes as um, engaging with the evil of modern slavery as a marathon, not a sprint. He says that when it comes to working for justice for the victims of modern slavery, we can help that work by preparing for a marathon, but not a sprint. So it's about that discipline of perseverance, perseverance in our prayer, perseverance in remembering that we can make a difference as individuals because of our faith, because of our reality, as um, uh, co-heirs with Christ and servants in God's new um, kingdom. Um, and so I found that really encouraging. Um, earlier this week, um, so I regularly listen to podcasts from a church in um, Portland, Oregon, thanks to Mike, who introduced me to um, the church. Um, and it's a church called Bridgetown Church. And... Um, one of the talks I was listening to earlier this week um, centered around the idea of our dignity and our honor as human beings made in the image of God. And during the talk, the speaker, um, a guy called John Mark Comer, was um, talking about how honor is at the center of the Godhead. It's the um, currency between which God the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit relate to each other. 
He described it as the operating system of the kingdom. And I found that a really sort of useful phrase to think about, you know, what our function is as um, Christians, living in the kingdom of God, but also living in um, London, living in um, this world, how that operating system of honor can be um, used to influence, influence the circles um, in which we live and where we have an influence. And thinking about this issue of honor and um, dignity in Romans, Paul um, takes the command of Jesus that we love one another and talks in terms of um, if we are to live as a community of love, then we need to honor one another above ourselves. In other parts of the New Testaments, the writers talk in terms of honoring God with our bodies and the bodies of others. And in Psalm 8, we see that in God's eyes, human beings are crowned with glory and honor. Um, And that seems a far cry, really, from a a world where um, human beings are trafficked, where they are seen as a commodity, um, where they are traded Um, across borders and the sums of money. And really at its core, I think, modern slavery and trafficking is made possible by this this fact that the society in which we live in lacks that ability, that understanding to see human beings the way um, God sees them. Um, But the good news is that there is a hope. There is the hope of the kingdom of um, God. Um, And... um, what I thought it would be good for us to do today um, for the rest of this morning is to really focus on how that um, hope plays out in um, Myanmar through the work of an organization called Eden. Um, as Mike said, we've got jewelry on sale at the back of um, church today. And um, Eden have really developed this incredible um, industry, but also this incredible um, uh, course and community that helps bring hope and rescue and restoration to women who have been caught up in human trafficking in Eden. And the church really throughout the ages has repeatedly worked to make love and justice our way of life, which in turn impacts the world. Um, many of you will know the name William Wilberforce, um, a politician in the 1800s, a Christian who was responsible, really, for bringing an end to um, slavery across the British Empire. More recently, as the issue of modern slavery has risen up again, um, Christian organizations like Stop the Traffic, which was um, founded by Steve Chalk, um, works to lobby businesses and governments for change, and also works with community groups around the world. And Stop the Traffic was very um, influential, played a really key role in um, creating a framework within the UK where modern slavery was put on the political agenda and ultimately led to legislation being passed by our government, um, which sought to combat modern slavery. And from that, really, the British government, the UK, has played a big role at the world stage in... um, raising this issue to the top of agendas and getting the international community um, involved. So I mentioned Eden. Um, Last week, Neil um, talked about the um, work um, in Myanmar that um, Soren and Lisa 
are involved in and the growth of the Vineyard Church in Myanmar through their work. But the other thing that they've been involved in is this project called Eden, which um, they founded and are um, still involved in um, running. And it's this incredible um, project, really, which is founded on the core principles of reaching out to the most marginalized in that country, um, bringing the love of God to them and the hope of the kingdom of God to them, and then walking with them through um, a, a stage, a period of restoration, and bringing their hopes back to life again. Um, so let's first take a look at what it is that drives the work of Eden. So can we play This Is Eden 2019? Our current situation does not define us. We all carry value and the potential to grow. Yet poverty breeds opportunities for exploitation. Exploitation strips dignity. But when love enters darkness, atmospheres change. Empowerment requires so much more than temporary assistance. Rescue requires relationship. Restoration unlocks potential. Employment provides empowerment. It's about ending human trafficking because people's potential should not be stolen. What if this restoration could be achieved by putting on a necklace? What if you carried the stories of the women who walked this journey? What if jewelry could speak courage and dignity into our world? This is what empowerment looks like. This is Eden. I think um, in that clip, one of the phrases that really jumped out to me was um, when Lisa spoke about how when love enters darkness, atmospheres change. And um, as you get to know the work of Eden, you really see that that's at the core of what they're doing in Myanmar. That's at the core of what they're um, achieving. Um, and um, in other videos that Lisa has um, Done. She talks about how um, the passage in John 1, where it talks about the light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it, how that is one of the foundational principles behind the faith that they need in order to do what they're doing. And it's that sort of foundational principle that she says moves them to um, go out to some of the darkest and most dangerous places in Myanmar and across Asia to really reach out to both those who are trafficked and the traffickers as well, to bring that light and the love of God to um, their situations. Um, in um, another clip from a few years ago that I watched when I was preparing for this, it had a conversation with a former triad gang member um, where he said, um, so he had um, met with their outreach teams that Eden send out into various parts of Asia, and um, he had met with them, and through that his life had been transformed, 
he had become a Christian, and he spoke about how he couldn't believe that Jesus would touch their heart, the Eden workers, to come and love someone like me. And that's really um, sort of at the heart of the uh, ministry that Eden are involved in, about purposefully reaching out to trafficked, trafficker alike, um, to bring to them the love of God. Um, so let's now listen to um, Susu's story. Um, in the opening clip we watched, Lisa talked about how poverty so often creates um, the basis in which exploitation can take hold. And as we saw there, um, Susu Hin's father, who was the main provider in the family, had died, and she had given up school um, in order to earn money to support her family. These circumstances made her vulnerable to being trafficked, which initially presented itself um, as a solution, a hope of earning more money in um, China that would then enable her and her family to lift themselves out of um, poverty. And whilst um, when you look at this, you sort of wonder, well, where is God in that? How, you know, why does God let these things happen? Um, there's also so much of the miraculous in this story. Sorry. Um, the fact that she was able to run away and hide um, without being found. Um, the fact that whoever it was that stopped and gave her a lift took her to the police station rather than took her back to traffickers or somewhere else. Um, the fact that the police themselves facilitated her return to Myanmar. Um, often one of the big issues in countries where trafficking is prevalent is the fact that the police themselves are corrupt and are vulnerable to bribes and are involved in the whole trafficking system themselves. Um, and the fact that once back in Myanmar, she was put in touch, she was referred to Eden and was able to um, benefit from the trauma counseling and um, the program there. Um, and really, I thought this was a really good example of one of the other key verses that is behind the sort of work of Eden, which is in Isaiah 51, 3, where it talks about um, the Lord looking on us with compassion and making our deserts like Eden um, and our wastelands like the garden of the Lord. And so I thought this was a really good example of that in action. Um, God's promises coming alive through um, his, his people bringing hope into um, this situation. Um, and there's one more story that we're going to look at, which is um, Mayat's story. Um, in closing, um, if we could put up picture of Lisa and Aung San Suu Kyi. Um, so a few weeks ago, there was this um, official visit of um, Aung San Suu Kyi to the Eden Project. She is, in effect, she has the status of prime minister in um, Myanmar at the moment. And um, you'll see she's wearing a necklace. And that's one of the necklaces that um, the women through Eden um, make. And I thought it was really incredible, this lady who herself was um, imprisoned under house arrest for 20 years, 
um, now taking part in the political processes in um, Myanmar was here seeing how freedom can be brought to people who've been imprisoned in um, a different situation. And um, in 1991, she was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize because um, for the committee, she embodied um, the power of powerlessness. And I think there's a really interesting sort of readover between that and um, the um, situation that the women who have been trafficked find themselves in, but also the power of the rescue and the restoration that goes on through the um, Eden process. Um, so um, the jewelry, um, as we've said, we've decided as a church that this is a tangible way for us to support um, the work of the Eden Project. Some of you may well end up feeling called to go out to Myanmar and work in this area or somewhere else. That's great. But whilst we're here and in London, this represents a, a real sort of tangible way that we can um, support the work of Eden um, alongside our prayer. So... Um, do, whenever you're thinking of presents, think about uh, looking if, if there's a suitable present through um, Eden before you, um, before you shop anywhere else. Thanks. <laughs>